Rock on. Rock Salt Musecast Experience. With Aaron, Dave, Patrick, and Jermaine. On a mission from God. You guys rock. Me and the Lord, mm-hmm. we got an understanding. What's that understanding? We're on a mission from God. Yeah, man, on a mission from God. It's Aaron, Dave, and a different kind of Patrick today. It's P Funk from Faithhead on the Rock Salt <laughs> Musecast Experience. We're putting the band back together. To get it, don't we? We're on a mission from God. And uh, this week we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. Matt, me and Elwood. Band back together. Ma'am, you gotta understand that this is a lot bigger than any domestic problems you might be experiencing. Would it make you feel any better if you knew that what we're asking Matthew to do is a holy thing? You see, we're on a mission from God. We're gonna talk about the greatest president in history, Joe Biden, and his crackhead son, Hunter. <laughs> then you lie to me about uh, the folks, band. I'll tell you know, I'll help us not go into any ra- rabbit holes. Okay. <laughs> Um, no, I, we're going to talk about Israel and Palestine and Gaza and, I don't know, we'll get some different viewpoints on what's going on out there. A very important subject. Yeah, um, you know, for me, I just, uh, I've got my viewpoint and I'm kind of respecting everybody else's viewpoint. I'm not fighting with anybody about it. Maybe I'm just getting older and don't want to fight anymore. I was just thinking, is this is this my friend Dave? Yeah, <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that? Grabbing my chest. Five people having. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I will. What? Uh, I I just wanted to say, I like. Is this turning over a new leaf? No. Not, okay. No. Okay. It's just I, I go All through right. phases where, okay. you know, every fighter needs a break to, you know. <laughs> what yeah. do you do? You sound like a boxer who gets a, No, I'm, I'm just going to box this time. Yeah. As soon as he gets hit, it's a slugfest. Yeah. You know. I might bite someone's ear off. Yeah. Is that you what know. you're saying? Yeah. There, there's a UFC fight tonight, and the guy... I love watching this guy because he gets knocked out or he knocks out the guy. Yeah. It's just, you know, there's no middle ground. There's no decision with this guy. And it's exciting. It was. So, yeah. Yeah. And so. Well, uh, what do UFC fighters typically do after a big match? Don't they celebrate with some kind of big meal or something, you know, uh, uh, well, that they shouldn't be so doing? They don't have to, don't have yeah. to starve right. themselves. But to you make know weight. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, they kind of break from training and, and treat themselves a little for yes. a celebration. I'm, I'm, I would assume. I don't know for a fact, but I would assume. No? Yeah. yeah I, I think you're, you're correct. In oh. that. You know, they celebrate. It's over in Brazil, so there's I don't know if there's any ticket fees over there. You know, so... <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about earlier. Well, uh, you know, the ticket fees. You know, let me get on this fee thing. Okay. Because we were, right. before we uh, started the show, we were all discussing uh, our lovely politicians and what a great job they do because they work so hard and make millions of dollars working so hard. Yeah. Working so hard. No, no, no. Not, not <laughs> Not actually working a job, working the system. Yeah. That's how they well, make millions I just of said dollars. Working, bro. Okay. <laughs> but um, you know, 
uh, you know, there's not often, it's happened once or twice, that I agree with AOC on something. Uh, I think she's a, an idiot. I think she's a total idiot. Okay? Um, and she's a mouthpiece. If you think for one minute that anything that she says comes straight from her, yeah, think again. <laughs> I saw her on a uh, on one of the congressional hearings. Yeah. And she, I forget, I think it was the Matt Taibbi thing, but she was... Uh, she was trying to question somebody about what was going on over at Twitter, and um, she wasn't coming up with any of her own questions. You could see somebody behind her kept handing her pieces of paper, and she was reading them. <laughs> she didn't come up with anything on her own, and I'm not saying they all do or anything like that, but I think, I think like Chip Roy, I don't think he needs somebody to write his questions for him. No. You know? Um, but this is one of the things I do agree with her on, which is... Can we do away with the hidden fees on everything? And I'm going to tell you my experience because uh, this happened last weekend. We went to Reno to see Bill Burr, and um, he was funny. It, it, I'll tell you one of the things that was really funny was he wasn't. He even said it. He's like, none of these jokes are landing because he would tell a Democrat joke, and all the Republicans would cheer. And then he'd tell a Republican joke and all the Democrats would cheer. And he goes, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. I hate both of you guys, <laughs> you know. But um, then he, he's like, well, you know, he tried to he tried a Jesus joke. And I'm going to say about 25% of the audience laughed at it. And he goes, oh, you're a religious crowd, aren't you? And everybody cheered. So <laughs> nothing was going right for Bill that night. But it was still a good show. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but we we bought a room, paid for actually my friend paid for two rooms at the Silver Legacy. We we uh, prepaid them, and uh, it was like one hundred forty dollars a room. Silver Legacy's pretty nice resort downtown Reno, and I um, and by the way, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Gina Carano. You know who Gina Carano is, right? The UFC fighter. She was also yeah. uh, uh, kicked off the Mandalorian. Yes. Right? You know. Yeah, I got lots of. Huh? Yeah. I got little pieces of plastic of her shaped in her form. Okay. Well, it's her. I, 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 believe, I believe it's her dad, but it could be her uncle that owns the Silver Legacy. So when everybody's trying to cancel Gina Carano, yeah, she's, she's pretty well off. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Um, so, but you know, that's the nice thing about having lots of money. You don't have to worry about what other people think. Um, Silver Legacy, nice resort and all that. I knew I was going to have fees on the Bill Burr tickets. No big deal. Whatever. It is what it is. Uh, I have figured out that when you buy two or three tickets from Ticketmaster, um, it, plan on buying one more that will cover the fees. Yes. Okay. Uh, and yes, I bought the tickets through Ticketmaster, but the venue is owned by the Silver Legacy. So this was a Silver Legacy weekend. We get out there. I expect to pay my $150 security deposit for the room. Totally expected. No problem. Um, the uh, young man that was checking us in <laughs> hands me a bill for $550. <laughs> and I went, what is this about? $550? He goes, oh, there's a $100 security deposit. I said, okay, where's the other 450 And uh, 
He goes, well, see, you booked your room through Expedia. I said, oh, wait, I booked it through AAA. He goes, yeah, but they went through Expedia. Okay. And uh, we've had a problem with Expedia paying us, so you have to pay for the room until we get our money from Expedia. And I went, well, this sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. Go get your money. I paid for it. It's not my problem. I shouldn't have to pay again, not to mention pay four times the price. So you were expecting 250 bucks. I was expecting 150 bucks on top of what we had already paid. Oh, so, oh you've already paid for the room. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we prepaid for the room. Okay. So then um, uh, <laughs> we went down, and my uh, buddy bought a beer for like $12 at the bar. <laughs> And slipped a hundred dollar bill into a penny machine, and it was gone in five minutes. <laughs> uh, that's gambling for you. Yes. Yeah. So we. Uh, that's why I don't typically gamble because I spent twenty years living in Reno, and I, I don't know. I just I feel really depressed when I walk out of a casino with no money. <laughs> I go, man, I could have done so much more with a hundred dollars. <laughs> well, I think. Uh, you know, when I bought my tickets for New Kids on the Block for my birthday next year, uh, uh, you know, the fees, they told me the total cost of the tickets before. And so I think we're getting somewhere with uh, well, letting people know what the total cost is. This time around, I'm not I'm not targeting uh, Live Nation just yet or Ticketmaster, same thing uh, with the fees. I'm going to get to that. But so we got, you know, this huge charge on the on the uh hotel and uh you can go read my yelp about what i really felt about everything because it's out there um all i want i figured it out financially for the three of us now i did get my 550 dollars back but for the three of us for one night in reno with the tickets to the show what we paid to eat everything two thousand dollars two thousand dollars insane yeah that's insane now eleven hundred dollars of that was those five hundred and fifty dollar fees that we got back all right but uh when i go to the coffee shop at the silver legacy slash el dorado um and uh eggs and sausage is twenty dollars $20 at the coffee shop. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Okay. Um, It was the middle of the night. It wasn't, I was kind of held hostage at that point because where am I going to go? Right. But, um, anyways. um, Well, there's other casinos in town. So, you know, not really. Not downtown Reno. Not downtown? Circus, Circus, El Dorado, and, and, Silver Legacy. That's pretty much it anymore, man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, no, no Cal Neva, no somewhere. Uh, well, else. the Cal Neva, but that's that's like uh, the Cal Neva is far away. Well, no, okay. it's a couple of blocks away. We didn't want to walk anywhere. It was like okay. one o'clock in the morning, but it's also uh, Cal Neva is like where the meth heads hang out. <laughs> I see. You know, is so, that is that what it costs thirty bucks for at, at Waffle House for <laughs> ham and eggs? Oh. I love Waffle House. Waffle House is awesome. They had a Waffle House in Colorado Springs. I love that place. It's inexpensive. You know exactly what you're getting. And uh, sometimes, 
depending on the time that you go in there, there might be a show. <laughs> Best colon cleansing you'll ever pay for under $10. Exactly. <laughs> um, honestly, I wish we had a Waffle House out here in California. Yeah, we don't. We, we, have, no. Denny, we have Denny's. Yeah, so. it's not the same, bro. It's probably not. It's not the same. You should have hit Waffle House when you were out there, man. I had a friend that lives in Florida and lived here for a long time, became close friends. Uh, he compared to Waffle House to Denny's. And so, no, it's a step below. No, it's a no, step below. it's a step below. Dennis. No. Step below. Okay, <laughs> Denny's is fine dining compared to Waffle House. Okay. Yes, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. I'm sorry to anybody who's ever worked at a you Denny's, know, owned a Denny's. You know what I that listens to the show. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I will I will get with my friend and tell him that uh, do what's, not compare them. What's that little um, tiny? diner that's downtown sacramento gym something oh it closed yeah closed but that's, they're, re they're reopening it yeah someone bought it and they're gonna reopen yeah it. but that's what i would compare a waffle house oh to. jim denny's is above denny's so to, to me but i mean as far as like it's just a little dirty diner yeah and uh everything's fried or made on the griddle you know there's nothing yeah. healthy about a waffle house am i correct Oh, good Lord, no. <laughs> that that was the only place that I really wanted to go when I, on my trip to the south uh, that I did not go, and so. Oh man, I, I, there are so many things you have to do when you come to the south. Have you had a Crystal Burger yet? No, where is, is that? The at? Southern White Castle. Yeah, okay, it's a Southern White Castle. Okay. Yeah, we went yeah. to uh, the cookout, which I loved. Nah, you don't like the cookout. Nah, okay. My my wife's a huge ice cream fan, so uh, oh, well, 40, 40 different flavors of shakes uh, were there. <laughs> uh, actually, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, just don't eat the food. Just don't eat the food. Eat. Just you get know, the we shakes. Had, we had the food one night. We were in um, South Carolina, and uh, it wasn't bad. I, I will tell you this, P Funk. Um, Aaron is the very positive, happy side of this relationship here, <laughs> and I am more of the realistic. This is BS kind of side of stuff. Um, getting back to the Silver Legacy, I I did have, as Shane told me, you're you're being a Karen. I did have a Karen moment, and I said it's not a Karen moment; it's a Snickers moment because I was <laughs> I was hungry. I didn't have my rock star. I didn't have any of my morning stuff, and I'm standing after paying all this money to be there, um, and. Uh, the service was not, I felt, up to standard for what I paid, okay? Oh, I'm going to bring some Snickers next week. Yeah, so. Um, next week's show. <laughs> so. Um, Here's a Snickers then I Then I go and I check out, and I fully expected, because they all do it, the resort fee, which that gets under my skin, too. But it gave me a receipt. It didn't even say resort fee on it. It just said $40. That's all it said. Here's a receipt for $40. Well, what's the $40 for? I have no idea. <laughs> $40, that's what it's for. Um, so now we're standing in a line, a line, a line to get on the elevators to go to the parking garage. And I'm a little is that Is that where you lost it? Yeah, that's where I lost it because <laughs> the elevators are inside this little um, foyer type thing that you go in a corridor and there's a foyer you like all these big words i'm using yeah um and there's a 
there's a silver legacy worker there and he's like just waving people in while we're all standing in line and uh i see all these people going in with all their luggage and everything and i i just went hey you know there's people standing in line over here right and he goes well they're they're going to the stairs and i didn't believe him because these people had a lot of luggage and that's what i said those people are carrying a lot of luggage to huff up and you know up the stairs and uh so i walked over there and Sure enough, they were going to the stairs, but I didn't publicly apologize to him and everybody else. They said, I'm sorry, my bad. I shouldn't have done that. My apologies. You're right. Okay. Um, so, you know, if it didn't get, make it to YouTube, I'm sure whoever recorded it cut that part <laughs> out. So I just looked like a jerk, but, um, the internet wouldn't have it any other way. Right. <laughs> That's right. Um, but, uh, uh, anyhow, my biggest thing, and like I said, was all totaled for that weekend, we put out $2,000. And I didn't even get a thank you. Thank you, Mr. Peril. Thank you, Mr. Beaton. I would have appreciated that. Didn't get any of it. Okay. Um, so fast forward to this week is uh, I get a notification because my wife loves new kids on the block, as you mentioned, right? So I was going to be super husband and try to get her the VIP. I got the notification from my credit card. Hey, you get, you know, early access, VIP, uh, you know, Wednesday. I was like, right on, I'm there. I'm going to make this happen. And I set aside uh, I set aside $500, budgeted $500, because I figured that's what VIP would be worth, especially if, I don't know if there is, but especially if there's a meet and greet involved, right? So uh, I'm I'm in the line. I'm got boom. I hit the tickets. Yeah, I got them. You got the tickets. They're three hundred and seventy one dollars a piece. And I went, all right, seven hundred dollars. Yeah, well, it's a little over budget, but I'll make it work, right? <laughs> and then I get to checkout, and the total price was one thousand dollars, because well, fees, one thousand dollars, and I went. That's insane. I'm not doing that. And this gets back to what we were talking about before we jumped on the show, which is I would really like to see our politicians stop arguing with each other long enough to maybe do some work. Y'all talked about, hey, let's do some law about these hidden fees like resort fees and ticket fees and service fees and fee fees and you know uh we're not gonna mail it to you you get a digital fee and you know what i mean and i haven't, yeah, well, I, mean, I haven't seen any of that well then you got tourist fees and then you got uh, if you ever go to gatlinburg tennessee they love their fees up there they got some i've never even heard of <laughs> they got breathe in the air fee <laughs> exhale they got, uh, fee the fee for creating have to create fees yeah, I don't know. I mean, the night I stayed in Gatlinburg, I didn't see any, you know, exorbitant fees on uh, the hotel. Well, I, I mean, but you got to, um, is Gatlinburg a big tourist city? Oh, yes. Is oh, that yeah. Sure that? It's oh, like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's where that, Florida goes to vacation. Yeah, oh. it's, it's, it's. Is huge. it in Florida? Where is it at? It, it's, it's in Tennessee. Tennessee. It's like oh. two hours from my house. Yeah. Oh, well, you should have just stayed with P-Funk then. Yeah. You should have. You could have yes. charged him like uh, you know, crashing on my couch fee. 
<laughs> oh, I have, a, I have a spare guest room. And then we have the, you know, the laundry fee. And uh, for doing the linens. And, uh, well, that was that was my toilet own. paper fee for using the toilet paper. Yeah. Yes, the toilet paper fee, right. the flush fee. Um, you know that was the other it's thing. Free Wi Fi. Yeah, <laughs> free. Well, that's that's the and other parking. thing. Free yeah. parking and Wi Fi. That's the other free thing. Parking and Wi Fi. That's yes. the other thing that got me about the resort fee at the Silver Legacy was I came back, I looked at my uh, reservation or whatever confirmation from AAA and. It says you're going to incur this resort fee. I knew it was going to be there. I'm not complaining about that. But it says that the resort fee is to cover incidentals like the pool, Wi-Fi, the spa, all the things I didn't use, the gym. I was there for one night. I didn't use any of those things. So why should I be subject to that fee? And they did they give you, oh, we're sorry, sir, we can't discount that. Um we charge that to everybody. Well, I will say this. Uh, a few years ago, when they started this whole hidden resort fee thing, I went to the Westin Hotel in Las Vegas. And uh, uh, that was the that was the uh, weekend that I got to go meet the, the mobster, Frank Collada. And me and my buddy were staying there. And uh, I got the bill at the end. And now I was standing in line behind this guy who was just berating the girl behind the counter over resort fees, okay? Because they're hidden fees. They don't tell you about these things. They just hit you with another couple hundred dollars on exit, and they got your card, and you've signed away your rights, so they're just going to take your money. And this guy was just up and down this girl, and I felt bad for him. Um, so... I, what am I standing in line for? My, you know, $80 in resort fees or because I only stayed like two or three nights, whatever it was. Um, and I went up to the same girl who's the guy, by the way, is stepped aside because he's waiting for a supervisor. So I ended up going to that same girl and I went, hey, look, um, I'm really sorry. I wasn't aware that these fees would be on this thing. And uh, I'm traveling kind of on a budget, and I wasn't lying. Um, I just wasn't aware of any of this, and I didn't use any of these things. And can you help me out on this? And she went, absolutely. Let me take that off for you. <laughs> she did it right in front of the guy who was complaining about all the fees. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. Nicely done. It's, I, uh... it's all in how you treat people. And I worked in the car rental industry for 17 years. And let me tell you something. When, uh, when you get to that rental car counter, when you get to that hotel check-in desk, and when you check out of both of those places, be super friendly to the person helping you because they have dealt with a hundred jerks all day. And all you got to do to be the superhero and get everything that you want is be kind. That's all you got to do. And if there's a problem, be kind about it. Let's solve this. We have a problem. Hey, uh, to answer your question, I stayed at car cars, Northside motel and cottages two nights. For $123, and I paid $13 in taxes and fees. Hmm. So it was... Where was it? Was it, it in Sevierville or was it in Gatlinburg it was proper? In, it was in Gatlinburg. We okay. were... Well, that's amazing. Yeah. That it, it, I mean, they, the rooms were on like 40% discount. There's uh, no doubt that I was... 
I was choosing rooms that were at a discount because it was a last minute. We lo- we decided last minute uh, to go to Gatlinburg and had a great time. Um, and so, but uh, Sevierville or whatever that's called. And uh, we got uh, three. You got yeah. three places. You got Sevierville. Yep. Which is right on the you know the interstate there. Yep. To get it. and then you've got Pigeon Forge. Which, which is, is between da- Sevierville and uh, Gatlinburg. Gatlinburg, and then you got to go on up to Gatlinburg. Yeah, we so. were, we were close enough to walk to the main strip where they have the shops and stuff. So had a great time, um, but was looking for a cheap room, and I was pleasantly surprised uh, to find that, and it was really nice. So the room was nice. So well ever since they had the fire up there it it really changed that place a lot because i mean it burnt a lot of it burnt to the ground wow and so i don't know if you remember that or not in the news no i i didn't remember that Um, we we live in california we're better than that we really don't care about those southern states y'all burn your whole state down (laughs) yeah a fire you know that's every tuesday right yeah you know those things that like um what was that movie with it was sarah jessica parker and steve martin about uh something about life in la i don't remember the name of the movie la is in the movie is in the name of the movie but uh uh there was a joke in there about how there was this whole big earthquake and then just you know everybody wrote it out and then just moved on with life oh yeah (laughs) that's life in california it's like oh there's another earthquake Oh, uh, n- now you know since the half the California has burned to the ground uh, with the forest fires and all that. Oh, there's another forest fire. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, hey, it's May. It's forest fire season yeah. again. Yeah. It's, tough, it's tough. We to don't breathe go, out hey, here because yeah. it's uh, so smoky. But uh, you know, I survived COVID, so I, I'm okay. We don't call it summer out here anymore. We just call it forest fire season. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's. Y'all gotta get into controlled burns. Uh, well, oh. no, those are bad for the environment. Yeah. <laughs> so is burning all the state, too. So you got to pick and choose. Uh, we don't like to do that here. Yeah. You know, see, here's the grift, the real grift on this. We can't do control burns because if we did control burns, then we wouldn't have the forest fires. And if we didn't have the forest fires, then we couldn't beg you for money for climate change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that is the grift. Yeah, that is the grift. Um, And there's so many stupid people out there that just follow it without reading. I'm sorry. Just read. Read something. Yeah. But um, I want to. Don't get me started. Oh, I know. (laughs) We're about to get you started, though. Um, Here we go. You know, so I've got a lot on my mind. I, I haven't I don't think I've done a show since October 7th. So I've got a lot on my mind about what happened in Israel. And um, I know that my views are going to, I'll say it, piss a lot of people off. Um, And I've had some things said to me that normally I think you would think that I would just, you know, go for somebody's throat on on what they said. But I just, I, I went, well, you know, that's your opinion, but here's the facts, you know. Um, anyways, uh, so I'm not hating anybody or anything like that for what their views are. Um, but well, there is a butt in there and I'll, I'll get to that as we talk, but, 
Um, this thing in Israel, I, I was watching it on TV. I don't want to say as it was happening, but not long after it was happening, right? It was kind of like watching 9-11, wasn't it? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, just the atrocities and everything. And you, you know, I, I will never, ever get the image of that poor girl at the at the festival who was being dragged away on the motorcycle while she was uh, screaming arms held out for her boyfriend who was being led away somewhere else. I'll never forget that. Um, it, these these terrorists uh, flying in on paragliders, and it was really odd. It was really odd because I before I saw any of the news, some little video of these paragliders training popped up on my feed. And I went, well, that's kind of interesting. And then I went, oh, oh, wow. Crazy. Okay. Um, Did either of y'all get to read my sub stack on all this? No. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. And I, I guess I have to resubscribe because I'm not getting the, the notification anymore. So I, maybe I have to resubscribe. I, I think you sent it to me though, and I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. But read I, it. I I am subscribed to it, and so, um, honestly, P Funk, I forgot it was there. I would have read it before today's show. Yeah, I forgot it was there. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah. All right. So Sorry. can you? Yeah, summarize. Sure. Summarize for us, please. Well, man, it's it's. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. Um, you know, there's a lot of it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna post the uh, the link in the chat. You want me to read while I'm doing this? I no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to summarize. I'm not Joe um, Rogan. I don't have a Jamie here to do this stuff for me. <laughs> no, it's fine. I got. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of videos that you got to watch. Um. Man, I I think a lot of it's a trap. How so? Um, well, okay. <clears throat> Back in September, two weeks before this happened, there's been a lot of movement of troops. There's been a lot of move. You know, there's been a lot of positioning and meetings and you know china buddying up to russia and you know iran you know hitting iran has done a lot of stuff you know and they've they've been flexing their muscles you know attacking you know ships in the gulf you know they just recently denied uh before all this happened they denied the uh nuclear inspection teams yet again so, you know, it, 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 it and I, I posted on Facebook and I just added it to my article. It, it looks like this little axis of evil is trying to trap the United States in a multi-front world conflict because it seems like we're going to have to choose at some point. Because we can't be sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. Now we're, uh, and the one thing I do like is that with the new House Republican leadership, is they just 
they didn't lump all the aid together. They sent specific, you know, 15 billion to Israel, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yes, they did. I'm listening. The only one I see winning out of all this is China. Because now you got you had the world focused in Ukraine. Well, now it's focused in Gaza. And so you got literally two fronts happening right now. So how many billions of dollars have we sunk into Ukraine? Are we at a trillion yet? We got to be close. Well, We're halfway there. I'm going to I'm going to throw this out here cuz maybe you haven't seen this. This is uh, I don't want to call it breaking news. I think I saw the headline yesterday, but 17 hours ago, uh NBC reported U.S. and European officials have begun quietly talking to the Ukrainian government about the, what possible peace negotiations with Russia might entail to end the war, according to one current senior U.S. official and one former senior U.S. official familiar with the discussion, which tells me that uh, America is maybe okay. leaning on Ukraine going, hey, we got a real problem over here. We can't keep laundering money through you. Um, right. You know, you guys are going to have to figure this out. Now, I'm not a, uh, I'm not any expert in uh, geology or geography, let alone Eastern Europe geography. Um, but I do remember that Chernobyl was in Ukraine, which was run by the Russians back in the '80s. I don't know how all that broke down after that, but I mean, well, it's- it, I don't want to sound like a Putin sympathizer, but is he right that, uh, you know, Ukraine is part of Russia? Well, it's the gateway. I mean, it, it's I, I think the irony of all of this, and I don't know how much y'all study world geography. Of course, I'm a nerd. Maps in a lot of these conflicts really <laughs> come into play. The issue that Putin has with Ukraine becoming a part of NATO, that literally puts all his enemies on his doorstep. And geographically, there's nothing in there's nothing geographically in between Ukraine and Moscow. It's an indefensible position. It's just kind of like the Russians when they put up, you know, the you had Eastern Western Germany. You know, it's a, they wanted a buffer zone, and that's still the same thing that Putin wants. He doesn't want a NATO friendly country sitting right on his border. Now, by him. <laughs> attacking Ukraine, it had the opposite effect because, you know, you got all these, you know, other countries that have now joined NATO right? because they invaded Ukraine. So they kind of undid what they wanted. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, in a tactical and geographic uh, perspective, Ukraine and Gaza are very similar because it's another indefensible position. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it. You can't really fortify it. You know, it it it's very open, and um, so Ukraine and and Gaza are very similar in that aspect that you can't just, you know, there's there's no mountainous region to to set up, you know, you know, you know, fortresses or bunkers or whatever. I mean, it's flat. It's just flat. It's flat land. And, you know, the last thing, you know, Putin wants is uh, NATO forces sitting right on his doorstep and there's nothing geographically to stop people from invading. 
in Gaza, you know, is you also got to remember, guys, it wasn't just Gaza that was part of the problem. Um, the U.S. was being attacked. There were 13 attacks on U.S. bases and military in Syria at the same time. This was a coordinated attack Yeah, from uh, Hamas and Hezbollah. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's it was a Hezbollah yeah. that took yeah. blame. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, it's, it's hard to all these names, but yeah, Hezbollah. So you know, it, it's it's just crazy. You know that that it, there it it. I don't believe in coincidences. It wasn't just the Gaza attack; it was the 13 other attacks that kind of happened roughly around the same time. So you just, I mean, well, what do you do? Not to make, not to make light, not to make light of the situation or anything like that. But um, Joe Rogan has a comedy album. It's an old one uh, called "Shiny Happy Jihad," and he uh, was describing Osama bin Laden as a supervillain. And he goes, "This is the craziest world that we live in." It's like something out of like James Bond or something like that, where this guy, you know, like Austin Powers, Doctor Evil. I'm, I want one billion dollars. Um, you know what I mean? It's, it's some, it's not government, like we think of the American government with our military. You know, these are crazy terrorist organizations that we're, oh, te yeah. we're teaching and funding. By the way. We teach and fund them, but um, you know we're still funding the Taliban. Yes, yeah, we we fund them all. Yeah, you know why? This is this is the most. Sim I, by the way, I, I'll I'll put a disclaimer on this. I'm going to have a very simplistic view on a lot of this. Okay, um, but this is what I always say: every hero needs a villain. Every hero needs a villain. And if we're not fighting Russia, we're fighting Hamas. If we're not fighting Hamas, we're fighting Taliban. If we're not fighting Taliban, we're fighting Hezbollah. You know what I mean? We need a villain because we need to be the good guys. Well, and there's no profit in peace. Right. <laughs> there really isn't. Oh, there we go. There's no, <laughs> there's no get, profit in peace. Let's get down to the brack tax right well, there. Well, you know, okay. you know, the bottom it's level. Like, industrial I mean, that war is. Complex. Oh, yes. That's what it is. But, the U.S. wants war with Iran. It wants it. And if you, I don't know if you watched the two videos that I sent you. I did. But the, but Wednesday, you did? I, I did. did. Okay. So you saw what happened on Wednesday, right? Uh, which video are we talking about? Well, it's the one where Congress has, okay, go back and watch it. We, the, the they're, they're, the Congress oh, is preparing to go to war. The, yeah. The, uh, the five, five, nine or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 They're they're signing they're signing stuff into law to go go to war with Iran. Right. And, uh, and, and you know, here's the here, here's the problem. And I'm going to shut up for a minute. You. You can't if you go to war with Iran. It's going to start it's going to start other dominoes to fall. Yep. Now, let me back up. I think a there's minute. a song out there when right. dominoes fall. <laughs> yeah. Funny. <laughs> Funny, I know a band that uh, put that out. Anyways, I mean, first of all, I just want to say Hezbollah and Hamas are evil. I am not defending them 
they're not freedom fighters. If no. they were freedom fighters, they wouldn't be decapitating, you know, infants, the elderly and the sick. They wouldn't be, I mean, they're barbarians. They're third century barbarians that have a lot to basically are trapped in their their religion's ideological mindset from the third century. It, it is evil and it needs to be opposed. But you have to look at the larger game here. There's a there's a there's three-dimensional chess happening here. If the US attacks Iran, you automatically get to go to war with Russia. That's yeah. really their strongest ally. Now you could say North Korea, but no, they've been they've been trading partners for a long, long time. I mean, Iran and Russia are in bed together and slick beneath the sheets. And it's just how it is. So the minute you go to war with Iran, you're going to be at war with Russia. Here's the other problem with going to war with Iran. You can't defeat them. It's not a single person. You know, the Ayatollah is not the ruler. There's 10,000 mullahs in there. They will survive. The only thing that we can really do about Iran is weaken it and contain it. But there's not a single bloodline, a single dictator that you can take out that there's no head of the snake to chop off. It just does not exist in Iran. It's not going to happen. What do yeah. you do with Quite the only one that's with benefiting Quite from this? It, it, the only one that the only country that's benefiting from this is China. China is enjoying the distraction of the U.S. in Ukraine, in Gaza, and soon to be Iran. And then they're going to try, and I have no doubts, after the first of the year, they will try a, an invasion of Taiwan. And then the United States will have a war on three fronts that it will have to choose which one it wants to participate of course, Russia has to decide which war it wants to participate in because it will now have a, a, it's got a shooting war on its front step in Ukraine. And then will they prefer to go shoot in their allies' backyard or stay at home? And they're already weakened as it is. What do you All do right, about, shut up for a minute. What, what, what do you, I, I want to ask you this question. What do you do about Quadar? Who who has the Moss leadership in their state? How, how their is state? that said? By the way, is it Quadar, Qatar, or uh, I heard, I heard one other? I heard Qatar. one. Uh, okay. Yeah, I heard one other uh, pronunciation of it. I just I wondered, or Cutter. That was the other pronunciation. Cutter. Yeah. 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 I'm like, well, what is it? Cutter, Qatar, Quadar. Our enemy. Yeah. Uh, what do you do about them? Because they're. I mean, they're clearly uh housing the leaders of hamas and and uh, well let's put it like this what i think is going to happen is israel's going to go give us them or we're coming after you after they're done with the palestinian government you know they're not going to stop netanyahu will be out of power if they don't crush the palestine people well uh, I, and, I don't know necessarily me, people, but uh, let me, people. I, I don't think it's Palestinine people that's the problem. I think it's Hamas. Yeah, yeah but let I me mean, let me shed some put, light on no, this. No, no, no. He will put a dent in them though, because again, there's there's young kids there that believe in this stuff, and so you have to put a, a dent in 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 everything what they're doing, and then I think they go after uh, Hamas that are staying in 
and, and uh, I, I guess we got Quadar or whatever you want to call Qatar, it. Guitar. 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 But that's go, the trap. Yeah, but give us them or we're coming after you so next. Let me let me throw some light on this. And as, as I said before, it's going to be all very simplistic. But um, here's my feeling in this Israeli-Palestine-Hamas thing is there's three actors involved. As I just mentioned them, there's the Israelis, there's the Palestinians, and then there's Hamas. Now, there was a, a, a poll from Al Jazeera, and um, I know that a lot of people respect al jazeera um i don't but i think they i think al jazeera reported what they had but i still don't think that they're accurate because they reported about 50 percent 56 percent of palestinians uh support hamas and well, of if, course. if you're under Hamas rule, why would you say, oh, no, I hate those guys. Who are the 44 <laughs> percent? Oh, wait, now, they're see, not see, around this is, anymore. <laughs> and uh, see, this is the trap. The trap is they're going they are trying to bait the the nation of Israel and the United States into doing something so horrific that they will lose favor on the world stage. Well, and it's that's working. the trap. It's working. Well, and, it is working. And, but you know, you can't fight a politically correct war. It just doesn't happen. But you, you know, let me. Uh, there's, there's going to be casualties. Let me tell you one of the things that concerns me. Let me tell you one of the things con that concerns me, and it doesn't have to do with war so much as it does with indoctrination. Um, my neighbor is Iranian. He's from Iran. His dad still lives there. And he tells me all kinds of things. Like when I see something on the news like this, I go to him because his dad's there. And, uh, you know, so like when there were the riots, you remember the the protests and the mm -hmm. riots over the, the treatment yeah. of women in Iran? He was telling me, hey, look, um, nobody wants the Ayatollah there. They don't want that rule they want the freedom that they had um it, like in the 50s they want that um but they're under this muslim rule uh and but he also told me that you know when i was in grade school he said they laid out an american flag on the ground in class and they had the kids all line up and jump on it, wipe their feet on it, you know, disrespect it in whatever way they wanted to. Now, he said that he refused to do that because he didn't feel that it was right to do that to anyone's flag. But um, it's being indoctrinated into these kids, and I'm going to go back to Palestine, uh, it's being indoctrinated into the Palestinian kids to hate America, hate Israel, hate all these people because they hate you, death to America, all this stuff. You know what I mean? And how do you root that out as they become older? Uh, and I'm seeing it happen here. That's what P-Funk was talking about with Iran. Yeah. There's there's no way to, out, yeah. to root that out. 
Yeah. No. You, you just have to uh, punish it so much um, that they think but, twice about right, but doing the, something evil. But the punishment is only going to make them hate us more. I, I Well, again, uh, we aren't sitting here still talking about ISIS, are we? So, I mean, we, we have done yeah, a, but, a, a, no, no. We have done enough damage to ISIS I, that they are no more. Right. And you can do that. Who, who did the damage to ISIS? Who was in charge of that? Come on. Who was? Well, us. Who? But who was in charge during that time? Well, I mean, Bush and them. I mean, Trump. Trump. Yeah. Trump. Trump was the one bringing peace out there. I mean, it was coming slow, but he was making headway. And, uh, you know, when he took office, uh, the Taliban and ISIS were, I mean, I was like, what are we going to do about these people? And, yeah, you don't hear about ISIS all that much anymore. And the only reason you hear about the Taliban is because our current president handed them a country and all our weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, let's, if you want to get biblical about it. Okay. You're, we're basically talking about a nation of people where we'll, we'll just say a third are so indoctrinated, so fanatical that there's no way they're going to turn to, uh, to understanding that, you know, what they're, I mean, they're they're zealots at this point. There's no turning them away. So the only way that you, I mean, you can try, you can try to exterminate them, but there's no separating the wheat from the chaff in this. And it's a, you know, yeah, are we talking about the extermination of, you know, the, these zealous Iranian people? Yeah, this is what we're talking about. You know, it's just like in the Bible when God said to wipe out the Canaanites and the Jebusites and the... Uh, I think there's five others, you know, this is, I mean, this is a, this is a moral decision that somebody has to make because we're talking about stopping evil. You know, it's, it, the problem is, is we are so far from objective truth in our culture, in our society, that we cannot see the clear and black and white good and evil issue here. So if you go back to World War II, you knew you know, the Nazis were the bad guys. Well, according to this history book, it was. It was black and white. Well, let's that, put a disclaimer on this, too. You're not supporting Nazis, are you? No, I'm not. No. <laughs> okay. no I have family fight the Nazis in France. Thank you. Uh, not No no pro-Nazism here. All I'm saying is, it, it was according to the history, it was very black and white who the bad guy was. It should be very clear and black and white who the bad guys are in this situation. Now, I understand a lot of people look at Putin like a, you know, crazy, maniacal dictator. I don't know if I see him exactly in that light. Uh, I know he's, you know, old KGB, but I mean, to me, some of his complaints, you know, are rational as a leader defending a country's sovereignty. But Iran, on the other hand, is not. They are exporting and supporters of terrorism. Yeah. And Iran has to be stopped, but that the, that's the problem. And, uh, and the other part of this is everybody needs to understand this at whole attack by Hamas has nothing to do with Palestinians. It has everything to do with Israel trying to normalize 
relations in the Middle East. Yes. Well, they were about to sign yeah. a peace right. agreement with uh, Saudi Arabia. And, yeah, correct. Yeah. And they, yeah. they feel that, well, uh, quote unquote, the experts, by the way, uh, any uh, talking head, quote unquote, expert, um, they could be an expert in, uh, you know, I don't know, growing plants. And hey, we got an expert here. Let's get his views on Israel. Don't listen to the experts. However, this expert said that he feels that this war has pushed that off by at least 20 years. Saudi Arabia is not going to come near Israel and try to create peace for at least 20 years until after this is all over. Um, no, they're, which, they're afraid that they'll be attacked. Yeah. So, you know, um, you got a, you got a powder keg out there. Uh, let me run down my feelings on all of this. Cause mine are probably more domestic than foreign. Okay. My views on this, which is, um, I, I, I relish, that's a good word for this. I relish pointing out the hypocrisy of not just the left, although eh, most times it's the left because they're pretty big hypocrites, but I, I point out the hypocrisy of the right as well. I hate hypocrisy. Um, I don't, uh, I'll throw the gauntlet down here. I don't think you're a man. I don't think you're a real man if you're talking out both sides of your mouth. Okay. Um, and so when this started, let me just run down my timeline here. When this started, uh, I'm watching it on the news, horrified, horrified at watching all these videos. And, um, I, um, uh, I don't know all the details of Palestine and Israel and all that. I do know that Israel gave up Gaza in 2005 um, I also know that we have a book around here called the Bible, which is a pretty good history book, in my opinion, um, written by men of the time as it was happening. So I, I consider it a pretty good history book. Um, the Jews were in Israel in that land dating back thousands of years. Am I correct or am I wrong? No, you'd be correct. Am I correct, P-Funk? Turn your mute off. Turn your mute off. He's muted. You got to turn mute. Mute. <laughs> He's talking. <laughs> there Sorry. you go. Sorry. My, my, there was noise in the background here, and I didn't want it to bleed over. That's Are we talking about the, you know, when Abraham settled in that region? Yeah. How far are we going back? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're going back years, I and I... I have a timeline, actually. Um, I just couldn't find it because it's on my Facebook feed, and I post a lot of stuff, so I would have had to go back weeks to find it. But um, well, anybody that's researched this knows that that Palestine is a is not a, a, an actual place; it's a political mechanism. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, and, and if you don't know that and you're listening, you need, you need to go do some reading. Yeah, need to educate yourself. And I don't say that in a negative way. I just say you need to educate yourself. Well, because a lot yourself. of people don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't know. I, I had met a Palestinian and worked with a Palestinian about 10 years ago. And, man, his hatred 
for Israel and the Jews was, um, uh, I, I don't know that I could, I mean, you could see the hatred in his eyes and his face. He was, he just did not like them at all. Now, um, uh, and by the way, to me, he was a nice coworker. We talked all the time and, you know, that sort of thing. But when that subject came up, man, he, psh. so, um, now, but I, according to the Bible, the Jews were there. They're not colonists that settled in 75 years ago. They were there thousands of years ago. And if um, we as Americans are going to go, well, we need to give our land back to the Native Americans because we stole it from them, well, then your argument has to be the Palestinians need to give up their land because it truly was the Israelis to begin with, the Jews to begin with. Am I, I'm just speaking in metaphors and stuff, you know, but do you understand what I'm getting at, right? Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting, uh, interesting parallel that you're drawing there. Though, you know, the majority of uh, the Native Americans, you know, we, we didn't kill them directly. I mean, most most died, well, you know, I think, I like think 75% died of smallpox. I, I think that uh, I think that some people would argue argue that the Trail of Tears was us killing them directly. <laughs> well, that's that, that's my ancestors right there. Okay. So, I mean, uh, I'm not going to play the... I, my great grandmother was a Native American card that everybody loves to play, but I mean it is true. But um, you know, there's, yeah, the, I mean, there, it's a stain on our country, regardless. Right. But as far as you know, the Palestinian movement and all that, biblically speaking, that's just the role that they, these people are playing in 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 the the unfolding of. What is to come? So, you know, you know, so, so you know, it's like I, hey, goes, no hang on, let me, let me finish my timeline Go here ahead. and what, I'm, sure, what sure. I'm really Sorry. getting at here, which is um, I watched this stuff and I went, oh, man, this is just horrible. Hamas, that's a terrorist group. We, we've always known they're a terrorist group. Um, uh, I kind of view this not uh, for Hamas and Israel and Palestinians. This, to them, I think is more of a holy war than how we're viewing it, which is a land war. You know what I mean? Correct. Um, this is a this is a war over ideology more than it is a war over geography. Uh, so, what's really getting under my skin lately, though, is I'm seeing all this. Uh, anti-Semitism come out of the colleges and all these uh, protests and uh, and and bec by the way we're going to go back to this again uh, they are becoming violent protests but I saw a man that was chased uh, in his car because he tried to drive through a protest and they maced him and he was an old man you know and there's tw some 20 something year old kid Macing this guy and chasing him down the street. Yeah, you leave that guy alone. That's not a peaceful protest. But um, this generation has no concept of consequences. Well, they have no respect. This is something I mean, that a godless I, nation. Yeah, and this is something that I said 
last night to a friend of mine. Uh, by the way, I I I don't want a war. I don't want to see. I don't want to see our American kids go off to war. I don't want to see people die. I don't want to see Americans die. Um, but I know there's a lot of buzz about. Hey, we might have a draft, and I kind of went well. You know what? That might be a good thing for a lot of these 20-somethings. It might teach them a worldview that everything is not what you think it is. Um, that, that said, I, I'm all f- I, uh, by the way, I'm all for, uh, you know, what the Israelis do as far as uh, you turn 18 and you're going to serve three years regardless. I, I think we should, yeah I think we should have that anyways but um, that's just me I was, grew up in a military family and and uh, I think a lot of my views come from growing up in a military family so um, I'm pointing out the hypocrisy here of the same people that scream Black Lives Matter uh, and you know everybody's oppressed and uh, you know. All this racism, regardless of the argument that you have with them, it always goes back to you're a racist. Um, And you called me for being a Trump supporter in 2016. You called me a Nazi for four to six years because I voted for a guy. And uh, it turns out that you were the true anti-Semite. You were the true racist. You were the one that hates the Jews. Because you don't care that there's people being beheaded with a hoe, with a garden tool. You don't care. You're on their side because you think that Israelis are colonists that took over land 75 years ago. By the way, they were moved there 75 years ago because... eh, There was a German guy that didn't like Jews. Did you watch that video I sent you from Alan Jeff Durbin? Which one was that one? Where he was talking about the is that the the three guys sitting around the table? Yeah, 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 I talking about it. I watched both the videos this morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, What did you think about that? Referring since we're on the subject of talking about being, you know, the nation of Israel as it is today. Well, see, that's one of those things where I'm not as knowledgeable and I'm listening to a lot of different people and their viewpoints. And that's why I'm not attacking people for their viewpoints. I'll attack you uh, because you and I mean, verbally or mentally, whatever. I'm not talking about physically, but uh, for your views of, uh, you know, everybody was a Nazi because they voted for Trump. But you're out there screaming death to the Jews. I'll call that out all day long. Um, the As I go back to the geography of it all, man, it is so complicated that, um, you know, I, I can't keep it all straight. I can't keep it all straight. I do know that, um, uh, can you show me Palestine on a map? I saw the best meme this week. Someone said, it's a picture of this big room that's completely empty, and it was called the History of Palestine Museum. <laughs> and I'm not ripping on a, on the Palestinians either. 
No, I, no. I, I feel really bad for what is happening to them. However, as I said to my son, uh, because he's somewhat left-leaning, I, I said to him, I'm like, dude, I don't know where you stand on all this, and I don't even really care. Um, but I can tell you this, that what Hamas did to those people that day is... Um, what evil. was it? Yeah, it's just straight evil. evil. You can't defend it. And um, I, I went, you know, they knew exactly what the response was going to be. I, I don't I think your head is in the sand or you just, uh, you know, you watch the Kardashians more than anything else. If you don't realize that um, the Israelis are hardcore fighters. They're hardcore fighters and well, they're uh, surrounded by all their enemies. Well, I mean, I look back to you ever seen the movie called The Sword of Gideon? I don't recall that. Go look that up. It's called The Sword of Gideon. Um, and it's about, uh, you remember how the uh, the Israeli team was uh, attacked at, at Munich during the Olympics, right? Yes, I didn't know that event. All right. So um, the Israelis uh, formed a special forces team, essentially, to root out the terrorists that did it and, and just kill them. That was it. It wasn't to, uh, we need to talk to them or any. No, we're just going to find you and kill you. And 1986. Sort of Gideon. Maybe it's on Tubi. I'll find it. Yeah, it's a good movie. You might even find it on uh, YouTube. But um, mm -hmm. anyways, um, there. I just think that speaks to their mentality when it comes to fighting and war and all that, which is, and Hamas knows this as well. When they attacked, they knew what was going to happen. That's why they've got the propaganda ready at their fingertips. Well, I mean, like I said, I, I don't think there's any debate here between the three of us that what they did was evil. And the fact that they're calling for a genocide in their charter should tell the rest of the world that they're evil. And the last nation that was all about genocide, well, we we all went to war over it. Right. But so again, I think it's a trap. I think we if if it we're kind of damned if we do and we're damned if we don't, because Iran has to be dealt with. I it will never it, I don't know that ideology will never get snuffed out unless, I mean, you just start carpet bombing, you know, nukes in Iran, which even that will not take care of the problem. You're going to kill more of uh, freedom loving people than you would. Uh, I think stepping away from the propaganda of the mainstream yeah. media, what do you think is the reason that Egypt and the neighboring countries don't want to allow the Palestinians to, to flee into their country? Because this is just, they're bringing, you know, potentially bringing in terrorists into their own. Okay. I mean, it's just, that's, that, I mean, that's my opinion as well. But, um, you know, I just wanted to hear if maybe somebody else believed a little differently. I mean, uh, we all know that we got wide open borders here. So, well, you know, well, I just watched a video. I can't think of the guy's names, Jim something. He has a, a former CIA. A woman who was in Pakistan, and uh, anyway, she just basically said they're they're catching these people as they're coming across the border, not from 
you know, South America. They're catching. Oh, yeah. No, they're they're, they're catching terrorists. terrorists. They're catching terrorists on our southern border. Yeah. And just imagine how many they've missed. Well, let me let me tell you on a side note how I think that one plays out. I'm going to look up this video and share it in the chat. You got to watch it. You remember San Bernardino, the San Bernardino shooter. Um, You know, we all, well, not we all, the Democrats all wanted to uh, blame it on guns when the guy was clearly going, no, no, we're, we're, he didn't say terrorists, but, you know, we're religious zealots, essentially. You know, Mm -hmm. they had their reason for doing it. it. It didn't have anything to do with the guns. They would have got guns regardless. Um, and that's kind of where I think letting all these terrorists in over the southern border is going to go next. I think you're going to see more San Bernardinos. I don't want to see any of that happen. You know, I, I remember growing up in, in the 80s in a country that was pretty safe. I mean, and and we were all... I'm going to say we were all pretty stupid. We didn't have to worry about what was going on in the Middle East because right. we paid people to do that for us. I just I just pasted that link. Uh, I think there's a part one and a part two. I think I just did the part two. I think the part two is where she's talking about how our board, our wide open, how they're purposefully sending people through our open southern border. The terrorists, Al Qaeda. Yeah. They're all sending people purposefully through our southern hey. border. And she talks about how well organized that they are. Hey, if you heard that there was a back door into Disneyland and you could just walk in and they give you free food and everything, it wouldn't kick you out. Would you do it? Yeah, but you still have to pay for the fast pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. We, I'm glad we can but laugh. No, on I this mean, one. I get it. I Very mean, you would. Subject. You would, and uh, you know, sure. my my real rub with what's going on right now is that we have a a large group. I don't think they're a majority. I think they're a minority, but they're very loud. Um, but a large group of anti-Semitic kids that we've taught to be anti-Semitic in college. They haven't picked sure. up a history book. They only know what their professor told them. Um, and uh, they got Marxist teachers. Yeah, they got Marxist teachers. I mean, I saw a video on uh, on X uh, of a teacher who was in a hijab, which I don't have a problem. If I mean, look, I am I am a constitutionalist first when it comes to being an American. I'm a constitutionalist first because if. If I don't respect that Constitution and and her right to wear a hijab and believe what she wants to believe, then I don't have the right myself to believe what I want to believe. Okay, so I'm not picking on anybody for being Muslim or anything like that. Um, However, she read a poem that one of her 13 year old students wrote. That was clearly I mean, there was no doubt about it. It wasn't hyperbole or anything like that um calling for the exterminations of jews in israel and she read it the class applauded this is american school the class applauded or no sorry it was canadian i think but you get the gist the class applauded and she praised that kid 
for writing that poem. If that's not indoctrination, I don't know what it is. Well, the problem, we are so soft. You know, our nation is so weak. We have weak men. What's that saying? Weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. Strong Strong men create weak men or something like that. Yeah. Good time. uh, Create good times. Good times create hard men. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're getting to that point. We're We're there. We're we're, going to start creating some strong men again. Because especially especially if there's a draft. You've seen the videos of these kids talking about... I ain't got time to be drafted. I've got stuff to do. Yeah. I, you know, there's the one saying, I'm going to go hide out in the woods. I'm like, buddy, you can't, you can't survive without a cell phone. How are you going to hide in the woods? <laughs> oh, there. Oh, I'll give well, you a week without Wi-Fi, buddy. Well, you know, it's like, uh, uh, I'm going to dip back into that Joe Rogan album. It's on the same album where he's got a bit about, you know, um, we aren't smart people. We got some smart people among us that make us think we're smart. We know how to use a cell phone, but he's like, how do you make a cell phone? I have no idea. I have no idea. You know, uh, well, you know, you're living out in the woods and here comes a bear. What are you going to do? I'm going to shoot the bear. Well, what are you going to do when I, when you're out of bullets? Um, you know how to make a bullet? No, no idea. <laughs> no idea. Um, we're all just going to, you know, but I'll make a TikTok video of the bear eating me. Yeah. When the, (laughs) when the, uh, when the power goes out, we all just stand around and wait for the power to come back on because none of us know how to do it. There's only a few of us to do. So, um, well, I hate to say it, but I think, uh, (laughs) it's, uh, all according to plan. I hate to say it. It certainly appears so. It certainly appears so, doesn't it? Like, uh, this was a plan in the making for, I don't know, 50, 60 years. We have lost our biblical worldview at all. You know, the Bible well, the, we, the Bible says that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And we have lost our biblical worldview. The, Ronald Reagan, who went after Russia, ne- made all these peace agreements and all that with Russia. He never trusted them because they were evil. And we, we have lost what evil is and what evil looks like. And a person that grew up in the faith, that believes in the Bible, I know what evil is because the Bible tells me so. And then when I saw the attacks on October 7th, like this, I knew that was evil and evil needed to be attacked. You know, a lot of people, oh, you know, they're those Hamas people, you know, they just... You know, just trying to defend themselves or whatever. And these kids in high school that are, you know, talking about free Palestine and, you know, supporting Hamas, you know, they have no idea who evil is and what Hamas would do to, to them. them. Right. Now, I, I, uh, this is one of the parts where I go, well, you can have your view and all that. It, you know, I think that you can, I think you can support the Palestinian people without supporting Hamas. You are correct. I I would agree with that. Okay. I mean, they're, they're dealing with some stuff that you and I cannot wrap our heads around. Um, and I feel for them. That's really bad. I, I wish that they could, 
you know, uh, uh, migrate up to or over to, I don't know where it is, Egypt or, you know, wherever they can go. I, I hope the innocent people can get out of there. Um, but that Gaza Strip, man, that's run by Hamas, and that is who Israel's coming after. They ain't coming after the Palestinians. They're coming after Hamas. Yes, but the thing is, though, the Palestinian people let Hamas take power. Exactly. It, it, it's sort of like I apologize to my kids. I'm sorry I didn't teach you well enough. You you would know what you know politicians to vote for and what it looks like. We have a president in this state that I believe that doesn't like America, how America is built. But I, or, or let's put it like this, a former president that's still running things that didn't like America. And it's my problem that I didn't go out and teach these young kids what wrong is. You know, what's right and what's wrong. You know, Palestine let Hamas take power eventually. It didn't, didn't happen overnight. It was like the frog in the bowling yeah. in the water. That's what happened. And, and we have not, you know, it happens. And, and again, this is why this country is in the state it is. We have allowed people well, that what didn't do you think love of America or whatever to take power. What do you think of this? Because we're Gen Xers. And uh, like I said, we grew up in the 80s under Reagan. <laughs> 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 and uh, we didn't have to worry about, I mean, wh what was our, besides Russia, what was our biggest foe at the time? It was the terrorists from Libya, right? I mean, looking back to the future, the Libyan terrorists, because that was the big thing at the time. Um, and I, I I love that story where, you know, I, I simple I simple it down, I dumb it down, which is, uh, you know, you had these Libyan terrorists they were blowing up discotheques in Germany and all over the place where they knew American servicemen would be. And, uh, you know, at first Reagan was like, hey, yeah, you probably don't want to do that. Could you stop? And they did it again. And he was like, ah, come on, man. You need to stop that. And then they did it again. And he's like, all right, now I'm getting a little upset. You need to stop uh, or there's going to be consequences. And they did it again. And then he just flew over in the middle of the night bombed the crap out of the country and and the servicemen were home by morning for their cornflakes now yeah, if they put a missile through Gaddafi's window if i'm right. not yeah killed his, uh, one of his babies now um i i did hear a story and i i can't find it now so i don't know if it was true or not but uh, it's it's a great ending to that story which is when Saddam was predicting the mother of all wars he called uh Gaddafi up and said hey you're with me on this right and he said no i got spanked i already know how that ends <laughs> and libya was not part of that war if you remember yeah so um uh we were a stronger country but to your point aaron we all grew up in a country like i said where we paid people to worry about what was going on in the world and we got to go out and have fun and enjoy uh, the the wealth of this country. And uh, are you trying to say we were the frogs? Uh, no, I'm trying okay. to say that we let our kids down because our parents let us down because we came became complacent. Okay, 
and that's and good. now we and now we got a bunch of stupid kids out there, and I said it, stupid kids, because they don't know what's going on, um, that are are screaming that queers for Palestine. That is the most ridiculous thing I, I've I ever heard just, in my life. I was just about to say something about that. I'm like, uh, do you understand? Uh, they don't like you. Do you <laughs> understand that they're looking at your picture laughing <laughs> yes. at you? Going, look I at love these people. Her. I saw a meme yesterday or day before on X that had the queers for Palestine yeah. at the top. And the next photo below it was them throwing someone off a building. <laughs> Well, I I thought you were going to tell me about the meme that had queers from Palestine up at the top, and then underneath it had chickens for KFC. <laughs> well, there's there's another one, another one they did like cows for steak. Yeah, I mean this is ridiculous. Yeah. You, you, I mean, uh, dumb, you can dumb, be mad dumb. at me for calling the kids stupid, but that's pretty stupid. It's pretty stupid. I had lambs for slaughter, baby. I had a conversation with uh, uh, a Somali Muslim, a few of them, because we had some working for us in uh, Salt Lake City. And we were talking about... Now, I, I let me back up a little bit. There was an Iraqi Muslim that I worked with. I really liked that guy. Um, he was on uh, Saddam's security detail. He, and he told me, he's like, dude, I was living the life, man. I had everything. And I said, well, dude, you're over here now with your family making $7 an hour. What's that about? And he said, well, when the Americans came in, I had a choice, which was come here or die. And so then I talked to him about a story that had broke at that time where another uh, a, a Muslim in California, or not California, in America, uh, did an honor killing on his own daughter. And I said, yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, and I said, well, what do you think of this? And he goes, it's so wrong. And he goes, let me tell you why it's wrong. He goes, if my daughter becomes westernized, that's my fault for bringing her here and not teaching her what's right. He goes, shouldn't have killed his daughter. It's his fault that he didn't bring his daughter up to respect their beliefs, basically. Um, but these, these Somali Muslims, they're some hardcore people. I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying the ones that I knew, they were some hardcore people. And, um, they, uh, uh, this guy I was talking to, he was telling me, uh, yeah, we, we kill all the gays. We kill them in Somalia. Uh, I went, well, why? And he said, cause it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. We kill them. And we were we were both out there smoking a cigarette at the time, and uh, he he was going into some detail about it. And when we were done smoking, uh, he tossed his cigarette down. And he said, "Yeah, that's illegal in Somalia too. You can't smoke." And I thought that was a really that was a a huge point. They just don't care. They will do what they want to do. They don't care. These people don't care. Hamas doesn't care. And um, the, 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 a lot of the people in the streets in America right now uh, that are protesting freedom for Palestine or whatever it is uh, that they're protesting, 
I think they're misguided. They don't realize that we're talking about a, a terrorist organization, not the Palestinians, Hamas. We're talking about a terrorist organization that brings their children up to believe that dying is a good thing because you get to go to heaven and um, so being a martyr is even better. They value death the way we value life. And these people out in the streets don't get it. So as we wrap this thing up, about five more minutes, uh, where do we go from here? What, what, what happens now, you know, what in our crystal ball, what do we think happens now? P-Funk, I'll let you go first. Well, I think I think we're we're going to have war with Iran. Okay, uh, we've got too many people pushing for it. Lindsey Graham, his Hal Burton, and uh, Raytheon stock. You need to triple and double so he can. Uh, I make better. Some I better get on stash problem. real fast here. <laughs> yeah. I think it's. Ha- I think it. I think it's got to happen, and I think it's going to happen. Uh, like I said, I think the the problem right now in the world stage is they're doing all these things to make Israel and the United States look like a bunch of war criminals. That's the plan. That's what they're doing. Even though it's very clear that Hamas did some pretty heinous and evil things um, just to destabilize Israel's peace plans in the Middle East. That was the, that was the sole purpose of it. Um, I think we will be in a war. We'll be in a war with Iran. I hope we can negotiate our way out of the issue in Ukraine. Um, but I think really the winner in all this will be China sometime after the first of the year by trying to invade Taiwan. Well, I why think do you, it's why do you think they're Gavin, all trying to win? The, why do you think our huh? why do you think our governor Gavin Newsom spent a week out there? just to prove that we are weak and idiots. Well, I mean, and he came back and he, he said, we need to work with them. They're good people. They're, you know, all it was 100% China as far as Gavin Newsom was concerned. Well, I mean, there's a saying we keep our enemies, you know, yeah. Our enemies yeah, yeah, yeah. close. And, and, and so again, but, Reagan worked with Russia, but he never trusted them. Okay. He knew they were evil. Now, do I think Gavin Newsom thinks the people of China are nice people and not evil people? Yes. He's that dumb. You know, again, I, I if I well, was president, I would work with China, but I would never trust them at all. I, you're talking about Gavin Newsom, who cares only about one person. Himself. That's Gavin well, Newsom. Well, three people, me, myself, and I. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and honestly... Um, I don't bring people's kids into politics, so I'm not going to bring do that yeah. here. But um, I don't think he'd care one bit if his wife left him. I don't think he'd care one bit if uh, Aunt Nancy didn't talk to him again, except for the fact that he needs her to get into power because she pulls all the strings. Um, yes, if anybody doesn't know. Gavin Newsom is Nancy Pelosi's nephew. Yeah. Um, I know they try to hide it. I did not know that. Yeah, they try to hide it, but it's the truth. Yeah. Now, uh, what do you think, Dave? I mean, what what happens next? I mean, do you think we end this? I think we're in the back seat, man. That's really what I think. I think you got a bunch of uh, uh, power-hungry, money-hungry, greedy individuals uh, in Washington, D.C., 
that are going to do what is in their best interest, not the interest of the people they represent or the people in uh, Gaza or the people in Israel or the people in Iran or anywhere else in the world. This, probably, this is what I think is going to happen. Um, I don't think the Matt Gates and Chip Roy's in the House will fund a war to Iran. Um, uh, Lindsey Graham does not control the purse because he's in the Senate and the House does. Uh, and so do I think we'll end up uh, attacking Iran at some point, you know, maybe for a little bit because the president can declare war, what, for 30 days or 60 days? I don't know what the this. I think we will do that to kind of say, hey, this is just the start if you continue. Well, I, 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 let me finish here. Yeah, sure. I think Israel will take out Hamas. I mean, it will. Oh, and, and again, uh, there may be some European countries that get all upset. Like you killed all these innocent people, um, but they're having problems with uh, Middle Easterners in their own country right now. Right. And so, again, they will be the, the only reason they'll be squawking is to appease them so they don't have riots on their hands. But uh, again. I think Israel is very, very serious this time about really damaging Hamas and the Palestinian people, unfortunately. Well, I think that um, uh, people are missing this because maybe it's not a huge story, but uh, these uh, European countries that were, you know, uh, uh, under Obama and Trump taking in, you know, just about everybody— uh, are now tightening up their borders and talking about deportation. Yeah, it could. And, and what it, does that tell you? That tells you that they know something's happening right now. True. If there's an attack on American soil, whoever's in power will be gone. I mean, that's just what do you fact. mean? I think what it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I think well, let's back up. What do you mean by be gone? Well, I mean, if, if they're attacked, they will be out of power. Who? Biden and the Democrats or whatever. So whoever, there, you think if there's uh, 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 an attack on American soil that that plunges his approval rating? Oh, is that def, what you're saying? Yes. And okay. a lot of other Democrats, too. You I know, get, you, I you get could, it. I'm just trying to. You, you could see you could see Democrats in California running for U.S. Senate that do not get elected, that Republicans win. Uh, Schumer losing in New York because he has allowed the southern border just to be, uh, you know, non-existence. I think that happens if that happens. But again, uh, I I think as we just said earlier in the podcast, we're catching these people as they come through, and I think we're catching a lot more that we're just not talking about because they don't want to tell us how bad it really is. And then last lastly, what I think happens is they will supply they will make a deal to give more money to ukraine under the understanding there will be a peace agreement the those who are in power in the house now who control the purse will make a deal because they want to fund they want to help israel they will help ukraine saying a peace deal no more money and a peace deal now yeah and i think we'll have a peace deal in ukraine um, well, you know, and again, I think I have no opinion on what's going to happen with China and Taiwan. I, I, they have threatened for quite a while that they will 
tried to evade Taiwan but haven't. So I don't I don't know what happened. And I hear mixed signals back and forth how how much China really does have and money and you know support to do that. Well, so let me put my uh, you know my cherry on all of this. Go ahead. Which is um, I think what you're really seeing here, what you're really seeing is when you don't have a strong leader in place, and we don't, mm. I don't care what you think about Trump. I don't care what you think about Obama. And I don't care what you think about Bush or, or, or uh, what's his name, Clinton, okay? Think what you want about any of them. They were all pretty strong leaders. Obama was a little wishy-washy, but in comparison to Biden... Obama was Reagan as far as strength, okay? We got a guy in office right now. I'm not even sure, and I'm being 100% serious, I'm not even sure he has an idea of what is going on at the moment. No. And no, I don't, no, I don't mean like, I don't mean like he, he doesn't know where he's at. I mean like he doesn't understand the gravity of what is going on. I don't think he understands that we're at the verge of World War III. I don't think he gets it, okay? And he surrounded himself with people like um, the luggage-stealing uh, whatever that was, okay? <laughs> Those are the people that he's got in his cabinet. Well, that, that person was a little far off from the cabinet. I but get I, it, yeah. but they are, they are um, what do they call those things? They're... Um, um, diversity, diversity hires. Diversity hires, that's what I was looking for. Yes, they're diversity hires, okay? They're not strong leaders. We need strong leaders. Uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a Democrat that I don't like. Uh, well, Nancy Pelosi. She's a strong leader. I don't like her. I don't like her. When she's sober. Huh? When she's sober. Yeah, when she's sober. Um, and not eating, not eating yogurt. What is it about Democrats' yogurt and ice cream? Man. <laughs> Let them eat ice cream. <laughs> it's to attract children. Don't don't kid yourself. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, that's a whole other. Maybe we should do about a show about how Joe's, uh, you know, attraction Dip to children. Yeah. But anyways, um, the uh, um, but that's yeah, that's my that's my thing. Um, I think you're you're witnessing what happens when you don't elect a strong leader, and and say what you want. Um, who are the most powerful, what are the most powerful positions in the world at the moment? You're talking about, uh, Russia, the leader of Russia, the leader of America and the leader of China. That's what we're talking about, right? Those are the most powerful people in the world right now. I'd say the central bankers are. Okay. But I'm talking politically speaking, you know, politically, in, in, yeah. in position, you know, um, and, uh, uh, we got a wobbly wheel here. You know what I mean? We got a wobbly wheel, and we got one year uh, left of this wobbly wheel, and we have the opportunity to fix the cart or, I don't know, continue to push it around Walmart with a wobbly wheel and complain about how we always get the cart with the wobbly wheel. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I'm leaning... I'm leaning in a more negative direction because, you know, there there are times I have hope. 
You know, I whether you like him or love him, I, you know, Matt Gates, I like him a lot. I don't, you know, I, I I just don't see Trump being on the ballot. If he makes it on it, I, that'll be a surprise. Here's but my, I think it'll all be right in. Here's it'll my, all be right in for him. Yeah. Here's my feeling on on the Trump thing. And I, I think Aaron, you're a Trump supporter, right? Yeah, I'm no, I'm I'm I if the election were happening today, I'd be voting for DeSantis in the primary. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um I'm a DeSantis guy. I have been a DeSantis guy for a long time. And one of the biggest reasons was he is a no-nonsense, we're doing this type of guy. And honestly, I, I I don't want four more years of the chaos of Trump. It, it, You've been watching those ads I was telling you about last time. <laughs> uh, no, I felt this way for a long time. But he brings chaos with him. Some people just surround themselves with chaos they need it they need it and he's one of those guys that needs that kind of chaos uh it's the show it's the show it's it's a reality show for him um i think i think he his policies were great i prospered under trump you want to know who else i prospered under clinton um and my mom didn't prosper so much under reagan but we were doing Looking back, we were doing far better than I am right now. So um, I I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, whatever. I want you to work for me. That's why I hired you. And I think we need to start looking at elections as interview and hiring processes instead of uh, chaos and reality shows. I just think well, I, go I can't go ahead. Debate that. Yeah. Just a final thought here. I, I, I think you're correct with with that. I mean, uh I just want someone to get stuff done and and help the American people. And fix my and, live nation fees. Yeah, fix your live nation <laughs> fees. Uh final thoughts, uh, Patrick. Well, since we're we've been talking a lot about Israel. I think, you know, we, we, everybody's throwing, you know, there's a lot of end of days talk and, you know, tribulation and whatnot. I, I, I want to end on this thought, you know, a, a lot of Christians get hung up on, the, you know, the tribulation and all that. And I think we lose sight of the fact and feel free to disagree with me. The tribulation has nothing to do with the church. It has everything to do with Israel acknowledging the Messiah and bringing, you know, breaking that stiff neck and bringing them to the knee to accept the Messiah. That's the, what the tribulation is about, the restoration of the nation of Israel. So we didn't get to talk about the Jeff Durbin thing in, in detail. So I would, I would disagree with him on that. Yeah, they're not... It's not a Christian nation. It's not a, um, they are, you know, they are, they have their issues as well. They are a sinful right. nation because they, they have not accepted the Messiah, their Messiah. And that's what the, you know, tribulation and the, you know, all that's going to be about. I think as Americans, we need to be prepared for the worst because, you know, I obviously, if this is, if this is the end, we're not mentioned 
you know, we're not a part of the, we're not a part of the last days. So uh, I think we need to be, you know, preparing. I, of course, I'm, I'm a, I, be, I believe in pre-trib, but I'll settle for mid. And, uh, but, you know, expect the best, prepare for the worst. But um, I think we, I think we got to be smart about this. I'm, I, I have no faith in our politicians, <laughs> none whatsoever, right or left. I have, a, I, I like a few, but I think the next two years is just going to be complete chaos. I think it's going to be chaos if they deny Trump to be on the ballot. I think we'll be in a civil war two years, tops. Wow. That's a final thought. So, Dave, you got anything? That's what uh, Hecklefish told me. Yeah, Hecklefish. <laughs> it's well, the lizard people. You know, uh, this will be my final thought since uh, since uh, P-Funk brought up Hecklefish and the Y-Files, <laughs> which is um, he did a show about uh, how every 6,000 years civilization resets. The old civilization dies off. And the new civilization starts from scratch, essentially. Um, it's a theory. It's a theory. And he said, um, we're coming up on that 6,000-year mark. And uh, I'm kind of interested in seeing if that theory you know, becomes reality. <laughs> have you ever, and I know we're trying to wrap this up, but have you, do you, are, you, are you familiar with Graham Hancock? He's on Rogan a lot. No, uh, no, I don't think I've heard his name. Uh, Graham Hancock. He's got a series on uh, Netflix called uh, Ancient Apocalypse or, or something like that. Okay. It's worth looking into. It's okay. very interesting. I've seen the Ancient Apocalypse, but I just eh, moved on from it because I don't, I, I figured it was one of those UFO things and I, I that's not one of my conspiracy theories. I, I'm not no, fascinated they're, they're, with yeah. UFOs. Well, you know, it's funny we hadn't talked about it, but anyways, to stay on topic, Graham Hancock talks about the Great Flood and everything, how there's like missing, we're missing a civilization. Right. That there's the history, our history is wrong because we're missing history after the Great Flood. You know, and it's, it's, it's very interesting. And well, he talks about how every, every culture has a flood myth. Yeah. And as a Christian, you should take some time and just to listen to what he's I'm not saying he's right. It's just a there, theory. But it is a theory, but there the, is some truth to it. That's that's one of the theories is the flood was the great reset. And not yeah. the great reset that we're talking about, you know, yeah, that's currently. happening right yeah. now. Yeah. But talking about the the worldwide reset of civilization and where it starts over again. And uh uh Someone else brought something up, which was, you know, uh, people don't think that our civiliza civilization can uh, deteriorate and everything. And uh, it absolutely can. Our society can. And uh, they said, well, you know, what uh, my friend was like, what I found really interesting about this was when uh, Rome fell, um, they were pretty much at the point that we're at right now, which is accept all, do whatever you want, Caligula, the, you know, the whole thing. And everybody was fighting over, you know, well, you know, trans and gay, and they, you could do whatever you wanted. And by the way, 
You go back to being a constitutionalist, and I'm an American. You could do whatever you want, okay, as long as it's legal and in the Constitution. I, okay, I may not agree with it, but I support your right to do it. Um, but once we have passed this line, and we've passed it, where it's like, I, I thought of this over Halloween, and this will be my final, final thought. We'll wrap it up after I say this. And one more thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw this. So I was in Hall uh, in Reno for the Halloween weekend, right? And uh, I saw an awful lot, an awful lot of um, adult versions of nuns and priests and things like that, costumes like that, um, Jesus costumes, you know, all focused towards our religion. I didn't see one Muslim costume or anything like that. And it made me wonder, why is it okay to uh, mock Christians, but it's not okay to mock anyone else's religions or beliefs? And when I say beliefs, I mean the beliefs of, um, you know, their men faith. Can, men Their can faith. be no men can be women and women can be oh, men, okay. Okay. Uh, regardless of what the science is. Yeah. Uh, or you know the uh, beliefs of whatever. Okay, whatever your beliefs are, I'm not just talking religion. Um. Why is that okay? Why is it okay to mock the Christians, but no one else? And I think that says a lot. Don't answer. It's rhetorical. Go think about it. Okay? But why is that okay? To mock the Christian and Catholic faith, but it's not okay to mock anybody else. I think it says a lot. Hey, as we wrap this up, I just want to say uh, last Friday I had a great opportunity to see a great movie, um, a really good movie documentary, if that's your thing. Police um, State? I know it's called uh, After Death. Oh, um, it's by Angel Studios, which has given us the chosen. So if you go into the theater or looking for a movie, uh, it's called After Death. It's a documentary. It's not really documentaries aren't my thing, but it's great to see that. Um, just a point. Um, you know, it was a, it was a really good movie. Please support Angel Studios uh, after death. And so uh, please, uh, please state. I heard some great things about that. So yeah. uh, check that out. I think you you can. You can view it at home on on Rumble, or whatever for a I think a so, fee, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, what was that Netflix series again? You 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 talked about from Hancock? The Apocalypse. The Apocalypse. Okay. Yeah, just search for Graham Hancock. Hancock. Okay. Ancient Graham, Apocalypse. Yeah. Angel Apocalypse. That's ancient. Uh, ancient. Ancient. Something like something like like that. Anyways, so, it's it's really good. It, I mean, it, you it's not something you're gonna be able to sit there and play on your phone and while you're watching. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. I hate to say it, this generation, you're going to have to pay attention. Yeah, uh, and your sub-stack is P-Funk 1975. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Your sub-stack. Yeah. So uh, please check that out. Uh, I know and we've Faith been, Head. Yeah, Faith Head and uh, the bands. And, Got a new uh, single dropping. Okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> What's the it, new single? It, it's called Aberrations of Reality. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we got aberrations of reality right now. Yeah. So, well, um, you, yeah, we're going to be canceled on this one. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, though, next album. Well, the, you know, when you when you guys wrote and produced uh, 
when dominoes fall, we're we're we're, we're like, watching what, the you, dominoes we're, fall we're right, now. It right now. We're watching right now. I don't want to listen to no more because I, I you're you're being prophetic in your uh, in your writing. I don't want people to think that this is what the show's becoming. No, we're still a music show. I just yeah. I had this I had this stuff on my mind about uh, mostly about the people that are calling for the extermination of Jews while calling me a Nazi. <laughs> that was really what's on my mind, and I had to get it off my chest because uh, you're a hypocrite. I said Just it. Just an aberration of reality. Yeah, you're a hypocrite. You're out there uh, protesting in, in uh, support of Hamas uh, while you call me a Nazi because I voted for somebody. So you, you pack up your rhetoric and go on home to your mom's basement and go away. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to like the new album. <laughs> but that, that's okay. We're going after every ism that there is. The, well, right. that's great. Well, right. th thank Let's, you for coming on. And uh, please, people, check out me. check out faithhead.com, uh, right? Faithhead.com and Substack and all those things and those uh, movies and shows we told you about. Um, I'm sure listen, you enjoy. Listen, I appreciate you guys. Every time y'all think about me and have me on, I do appreciate it. I do enjoy it. Um, I, I wish, I mean, I wish I could have hope, you know, it's like, everything's going to be all right. Well, if you're safe, <laughs> it is going to be all right. But if yes. you're not, well, you're screwed. And and that is important now. Hey, you know, well, that, I, I'm going to tell our audience that is important. If, if you, you know, are not a Christian or whatever, uh, you don't have to be, read God's word. You know, it'll give you peace. Well, if it's God's word, if you are a Christian, though, yeah, uh, not that, you know, uh, I believe in uh, death. I believe in life. But, uh, you know, then if if this truly is the apocalypse, uh, there's something brighter on the other side. That's true. You know so the, we just pray. Just one last question. Do you know what the meaning of apocalypse is? No. Is it, do you know what it actually means? What does it mean? The awakening. Mm, interesting. All right. With that, I'm going to leave. Happy trails. Happy trails. Thanks, guys. Rocksaw Musecast Experience with Aaron Dave, Patrick, and Jermaine on a mission from God.
But Jesus came and found me and he touched me down inside He is like a Mountie, he always gets his man And he'll zap you any way he can Zap! Jesus is a friend of mine Jesus is my friend Jesus is a friend of mine I have a friend in Jesus Jesus is a friend of mine Jesus is my friend Jesus is a friend of mine He loves me when I'm right He loves me when I'm wrong He loves me when I waste my time by writing silly songs He loves me when I'm quiet and I have nothing to say He'll love me when I'm perfect if I ever get that way Jesus is a friend of mine Jesus is my friend Jesus is a friend of mine I have a friend in Jesus Jesus is a friend of mine Jesus is my friend Jesus is a friend